All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is April 29th, 2021, and week 117. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out to hear what thus says the Lord. As you can see from the title, we'll be talking about wheat or sift you as wheat. Now, I know a lot of people may not know what this is talking about because I know at one point in time, I didn't. I had to be told, and that's what Bible study is for. That's what we get on here every week and get on Zoom every week trying to teach about the Bible because God's word needs to be spread. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you so much, Melvin. At this moment, uh, we're, we ask that if you have an opportunity to pause what you're doing, uh, we encourage you to pray with us. Gracious Lord, thank you for yet again another opportunity to study your word. Lord, we thank you for being such an awesome God to us. Lord, how you kept us up until this moment, brought us through whatever has happened to us over the past week. Lord, you protected us from accidents. You protected us from falls. Even if we have fallen, Lord, you've allowed us to get back up with scratches, but we're not taken out. So, Lord, you've been so merciful, so gracious, so kind, so loving to us. And so, Lord, we want to say thank you. But we're also asking that you will continue to be with us. Be with us in the Bible study tonight, Lord, that someone would hear something to run as never before, that we would all run as never before. Lord, help us not to lose that fire. Help us not to lose the passion, that burning desire on the inside to serve you, to please you. So, Lord, we're praying that uh, also with all of these things, we're asking that you would continue to remind us there is a reason to have joy in the midst of the storm. So, Lord, we're praying these blessings in your loving name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, tonight, Melvin brought it up, sift you as wheat. Uh, this is something that Jesus said to Peter. So, I want to pick that up. I want uh, talk very much before we get into what it is we have to get to tonight. So, Let's look at that uh, in the book of Luke, uh, chapter 22, and I believe it was verse 31. 31. Thank you. All right, let's pick that up. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, mm -hmm. that he may sift you as wheat. Now, these are words written in red letters. Now, that's Jesus talking, written in blood, said all the time. Jesus tells Peter, Simon Peter, one of the most well-known apostles, Jesus tells him, he said, look, behold, he calls him Simon, Simon, getting his attention, showing strong emotions. He says, Satan, he, he's desired you to sift you as wheat, that he may sift you as wheat. Now, sifting wheat is a process of separating parts of the wheat that we can use and discarding the other parts that we cannot use. 
it's just a process of separation. Uh, we do that even when you go to the kitchen. Uh, you t I thought about you take some rice and a lot of the women out there may know what I'm talking about uh, because as guys we don't always cook uh, as much now some of us do but not always as much but uh, you can even take rice and you put it uh, in a little drain drainer and you run water on it so you can separate um, the rice uh, and Lord, I'm I'm forgetting what uh, the substance is, but the reason for doing it, and I've did it so many times, but the reason for doing it is so that the rice won't be all sticky and mushy. Uh, it's something that you really don't want on there. Starch, that's what it is. Uh, you separate the rice from the starch uh, and you can actually see it run off into the drain. It's just a process of separating. But now back to what we were talking about. Jesus tells Peter, the devil, he's, he's not trying to do anything but separate you, separate you from God. Now, this wasn't only towards Peter. The devil's trying to do this to us all. He's trying to separate us from God. Those of us who are already separated, he wants to keep you that way. He doesn't want you to find out about God. He doesn't want you to seek God. He doesn't want you to learn of him, understand him, grow in him. He doesn't want that. So we find here, Jesus said, look, the devil, he's trying to take you out. And this is something that has happened to us all at some point or another. We've had the devil try to take us out, but now he does that through other people. Let's flip over to chapter 23 and let's start here at verse four, because we find that the devil did the same thing to Jesus. He wanted to sift him as we too. The devil, see, we talked about it yesterday. The devil doesn't discriminate. The devil isn't racist. He, he doesn't want hell to only be for white people. He doesn't want hell to only be for black people. No, he wants everybody in hell. It's equal opportunity with the devil. You see people being murdered. It's not only one race. The devil doesn't care. He's after us all, trying to sift us all as wheat. So let's flip over to Luke 23 and verse 4. Then said Pilate to the chief priests and to the people, I find no fault in this man. See, so often, now this is talking about Jesus. Pilate, uh, we can see him as the judge here. Jesus was captured at this point. By this point, Jesus has been captured, betrayed by Judas. And Pilate, the judge here, uh, begins to examine Jesus. And he said, you know what? I don't find any fault in this man. How many times has that happened to us? Now, of course, we have faults. Of course, we've all sinned. Of course, we've all did wrong. But now there's a lot of instances in our lives we didn't do anything wrong 
but somebody was still out to get us. We didn't do anything to them. He said, man, I don't know why they out, they're out to get me. It's like every time I'm surrounded by this person, it's like they, they're just attacking me for no reason whatsoever. We have to remember Satan is trying to sift you as wheat. See, let's see what they did to Jesus. Go back up to verse 2 for me, Melvin, if you will. And they began to accuse him. We've been accused. Because the devil has desired us. We've been accused of so many things in life. People don't have to know you at all to accuse you. He said, man, I don't even know this person. Why are they after me so bad? Because the devil has desired you to sift you as we, he wants to separate you from God. He wants you to lose faith in God. He wants you to lose hope in God. He wants you to have the mindset that some people have. Man, if God loved me, he wouldn't do this to me. He wants you to have that mindset. Because that's continuing to keep you away from God. So we find Jesus here being accused, someone who's never did any wrong. Now, you and I can't say that. I've did so much wrong in my life. But now, they accuse Jesus here. Go ahead, man. Saying, we found this fellow perverting the nation. Now, they begin to lie on him. How many times have we been lied on? Now, if you say, I've never been lied on... <laughs> I have a hard time believing it because people love to lie. They lie to you and they'll lie on you. As soon as you're not around, they'll say you did things you didn't and they won't give you credit for the things you actually did do. So Jesus told Peter, the devil desired him that he may sift him as wheat. But now the devil was not only after Peter, he was after Jesus too. Because we find here, the devil is working right now. When people begin to accuse you, falsely accusing you, lying on you, backstabbing you, hurting you, it's because of who is working on the inside of them. That's the devil. He's working. The devil doesn't get tired. He loves his job. You know, I get tired of my job, man. <laughs> I get tired. I say, oh, man, I don't feel like going in today. <laughs> you wake up in the morning, you hit the snooze button. Because you don't want to get up, you get tired. But the devil, he's not taking a lunch break. He's accusing people night and day. He's trying to tear somebody apart day and night. He doesn't get tired. I know we listen to a song. I don't get tired. The devil doesn't get tired. He doesn't. So they began to accuse Jesus. They said, we found this fellow perverting the nation. Now, Jesus was a man going around picking the nation up, elevating everyone, healing the sick, raising the dead, feeding, teaching about God and then they began to throw dirt on his name 
people have did this to us. You'll find people lie on you for no reason whatsoever. They don't mind lying on you. They don't mind laughing at you, humiliating you. They don't mind doing it. They did it to Jesus. So if they did it to a perfect man, what can we expect them to do to us? The devil is still fighting. He's trying to separate us from God. He's, he wants to sift us as wheat. The devil is no respecter of person. He was after Jesus. He was after Peter. And he's after you. So let's keep reading here. And forbidding to give tribute to Caesar. He said, look, this man, Jesus, he doesn't want anybody to pay any respect to Caesar. But that's completely against what Jesus told them. He, he even paid his taxes. He was a law-abiding citizen. And they still lied on him. Go ahead, Mel. Saying that he himself is Christ, the king. And that's who he was. But what's interesting is we find Jesus, he hasn't done any wrong. But somebody was out to get him. We're in that situation this very night. We haven't did wrong. Now, we have done wrong, but I'm saying in so many situations, we didn't do anything wrong. There's a lot of situations in our life where we didn't do anything wrong and somebody still didn't like us. You know, sometimes if you ask about a certain person, they say, oh, so-and-so, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that guy. Said, why? Why don't you like him? I, I, I don't know. I just, I just some about him. I just can't. I can't put my finger quite on it. I just don't like him. You know, somebody said that same thing about you. Now they were talking about somebody else in this instance, but they'll say the same thing about you. They can't say the person that did any wrong to them, but they still don't like them. That's the devil. He's the author of confusion. He's trying to keep up a lot of drama. This is the enemy. So Jesus told Peter, he said, the devil, he's desired you. He wants to sift you as wheat. He wants to destroy you. We find him do the same thing. Uh, all the way back in the book of Job. Let's get that. In the book of Job, chapter 1, and let's look at verse 6. We find, we find the devil doing the same thing. Now, this is towards the beginning of Scripture. So we can see the devil, he doesn't change. Job, chapter uh, 1, and verse 6. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Now, look at this situation here. This said God's children were coming to present themselves before him, before God. Now, what did this have to do with the devil? We're in Job 1 and 6. What did this have to do with the devil? You know, every day we wake up. If, if we love God, we're trying to please God. But the devil doesn't like it. It has nothing to do with him. But he still doesn't like it. Go ahead, man. 
and Satan came also among them. See, everywhere, everywhere that God is, the devil's trying to be there also. He's tagging along, trying to cause some problems. You have people like this. We're trying to do the right thing. And the devil's right there trying to stop you. They say, ah, that person, they're, they're just too good. I just don't like that they, they're just trying to do the right thing. You know, people can't stand when you try to do the right thing. They say, I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> people don't want you to do the right thing. People get upset if you do the right thing. So we find here the sons of God coming to present themselves, but the devil comes too. Let's see what God said to him. And the Lord said unto Satan, mm -hmm. Whence comest thou? He said, look, where are you going? Why are you here? What, what are you doing? Uh-huh. Then Satan answered, then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and, walk, and from walking up and down in it. He's walking all around, going all going all over the place notice he said he's walking because he's in somebody he's in someone see the bible tells us god is a spirit and the devil is a spirit also he was nothing but an angel the bible tells us he made his angels spirits the devil is a spirit this spirit wants to get inside someone we see so many spirits in the world. Spirits of racism. Sure. There's people who feel like if they kill a racist person, that racism is done. No. That spirit left them and he's in someone else now. Someone else is still racist in the world. It doesn't matter if you kill them. I heard someone said, well, after a certain amount of time, it'll just die out. Not so. Spirits don't die. The devil's been here. We're looking at the beginning. This is back towards the beginning of time. He's doing the same thing then that he's doing now. He's still walking around trying to keep up some mess. You ever seen people everywhere they go, they keep up mess? Everywhere they go. I had a friend. I used to play basketball with the guy. And everywhere we went, this man wanted to fight somebody. I said, man, I can't take you nowhere without you wanting to hurt somebody. We're just playing basketball, man. Because I understood, I understood who was with him. That's nothing but the devil. So we find here, Satan came also. He said he's walking around looking for something to get into. That's what he's doing. He's trying to sift someone as weak. He's trying. See, he noticed the devil notices who are God's children. He notices that. And he's right there behind you every step of the way trying to separate you from God trying to hurt you we wonder why why are people against me and I don't even know them 
I've never, and even if I do know them, I've never did them any harm because of who's came, who came with them. Satan came with them. Let's go ahead to verse 8 there. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, mm -hmm. that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? This man, Job, wasn't bothering anybody. He was trying to do the right thing. God called him a perfect and upright man. We've been this way before where we were trying to do the right thing. Now, somebody isn't, so I'm not speaking on them. But we've been this way where we were trying to do the right thing. And evil was still present. Go ahead, Melvin. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job, does Job fear God for naught? Mm -hmm. Hast thou, has not thou made an hedge about him? He said, look. I would have already did something to Job if you weren't protecting him. You got a hedge around him, protecting him. See, we have to know this. This is what I wanted to get to. Even though the devil has desired us to sift us as wheat, to consume us, to destroy us, we still have God's protection. He has a hedge around us. This should give us comfort. This should give us hope. This should make us rejoice. We should be happy about this because God, he will protect us. We think, you know, the laws are going to protect us. Laws are good. Don't get me wrong. Guns, whatever things we use for protection, God can protect us so much more than those things. He'll protect us so much more than any of those things. Because the devil is after us. We found the same thing happened to Jesus. They accused him. Somebody told the truth and said he, he hadn't did anything wrong. Somebody told the truth. You know, the people that are after us so badly. They know deep down we haven't did anything wrong. They know it. But they're not going to say it. They're not going to say it. So we find here Job, man who was perfect according to God. Didn't mean the man didn't make mistakes. It just means he was doing everything he possibly could to serve God. That's what that meant. This man was trying to live for God, but the devil still was after him. He hadn't did anything to the devil. We find the same thing happened in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve didn't even know Satan. They didn't even know him. They had nothing to do with him, but he was still after them to separate them from God. He's after you tonight. He wants to get you he wants to but we have the most protection there is you know uh, I'm reminded of when uh, someone is uh, 
at least as far as I know, this is the highest level of protection. They have, well, I won't say the highest, but they have uh, what they call witness protection. And I don't know exactly how it works, but I know it's a way for a person uh, who may be testifying or whatever the case may be against another person for them to be protected. See, that's what God is willing to do for us if we become a witness of him. If we become a follower of him, he's going to protect us just as he did Job. Now, I know Job went through some things. And God is going to allow us to go through some things, maybe not necessarily as much as Job or maybe more. Who knows? But through all of that, God blessed Job. I can't even remember how many times more than he was blessed before. Uh, I don't want to really go get that, but we find God continued to bless his people. He continues to protect his children. So from where I'm sitting, all I, I, I can't understand who wouldn't want to serve a God like this, a God who will protect you. Now, that requires us to do the right thing, though. Sometimes we don't want to do the right thing. But Jesus was trying to get us to see. He said the devil, Satan is trying to sift you as we. He's trying to separate you. We've seen the devil do that. Because we all know what happened to Peter. Um. When he denied Jesus three times, the devil wanted to separate him. He wanted to separate him. But God didn't allow that to happen. Peter was redeemed. No doubt he asked for forgiveness. God forgave him. So this is where we are tonight. We have to understand the devil is after us. But I'm reminded of. I believe it's in the book of John, chapter 17. Jesus prayed for us. He prayed that God would keep us from evil, that God would protect us. So it's my hope tonight that even though so many times things have happened to us that we didn't deserve, people have talked about us. Uh, I know <laughs> I can speak for myself on this, Melvin. Uh, going through school, getting bullied, people laughing at you. You haven't did anything to them. You could have showed up first day of school. You don't even know people. And they're already on you. <laughs> I remember, uh, I can't remember how many years ago it was, but they come out with this saying, what are those? You know, <laughs> people are saying so many things to tear you down. People will make fun of you and belittle you for any and everything because of who's working on the inside of them. Nothing but the enemy. Nothing but the devil. So, sure, you may have been humiliated, but don't allow those things to take you away from God 
Allow those things to push you towards him. Allow those things to drive you. Because this, the battle is already won. Victory belongs to Jesus. It's already won. We just have to stay in the race to see what the outcome is going to be. You know, I want to get that verse before we get off of here. I just got to remember where the verse is. I'll let the Bible app tell me. Uh, let's go to Hebrews 12. In verse 1 wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses mm -hmm. let us lay aside every weight he said let us lay aside every weight there are things that are holding us back he said lay them aside we don't have to hold on to the things keeping us in bondage go ahead man and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Mm -hmm. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, I like that last part. See, the devil is trying to stop us from running in this race. But now, in the last part, he says, and let us run with patience. It takes patience. Let us run with patience the race that is set before see this race is already set up you know people people watch sports they say oh man it's set up it's set up for whatever team that's winning it's set up for them to win i, I remember when the new england patriots were winning all the time i set up for them mm -hmm. last year uh, i believe tom brady won if i'm not mistaken oh it, it's set up they want tom brady Everything in sports, if uh, LeBron James went, it's set up, they want him to win. <laughs> you know, whatever it is, uh, especially in the sports world, they say it's set up. But now, I can't, I won't even waste time arguing or debating that. But I will say what is set up is us being victorious, us being uh, in this race for salvation if you do the things that God tells you to do it's already set up for you to win it's designed for you to win there is no way you cannot succeed if you do what God says do because he tells us right here run with patience the race that is set it's already set up God has already set up he set it up he told us in one place, he stood in the beginning and declared the end. God can, he already sees it. God already sees what the end is going to be like. He's God. He's all knowing. So he has this race designed for you to win and for the devil to lose. So it doesn't matter that people accuse you. It doesn't matter that people lie on you. It doesn't matter that people feel you won't you will never amount to anything. None of those things matter. If you get in this race, run it with patience. 
Yeah, there's people accusing, but have patience to allow God to straighten those people out. See, one thing we lose is patience, Melvin. We say, oh, I got something for them. I'm going to show them. We don't have time to wait on God to show them. He said, no, I'm going to show them myself. I got something for them. Wait till I get to my car. <laughs> we won't let God do it. But he said, run this race with patience. Jesus sat there. Didn't open his mouth as people accused him. He ran the race with patience. I believe in the book of Isaiah. He said, as a lamb before his shear is dumb. Now, if you've ever seen, seen a lamb being sheared, lamb doesn't open his mouth. He sits there quietly. He might say one word every now and then, but he sits there, allows his hair to be cut. And that's what Jesus did. He's tried to teach us, run the race with patience. The devil's trying to take you out, but there's a hedge around you. There's protection for you. God has built a wall around you. The race is already won. You've already won this race. You just have to stay in it to see how, it, how it's going to happen. Let's look at uh, the beginning of this next verse. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That's all we have to do. Keep our eyes stayed on him. He said if we keep our eyes stayed on him, he'll keep us in perfect peace. So many of us are trying to find peace. Can't find it. And the reason why is because our, our eyes are not on Jesus. Our eyes are everywhere else. Our eyes are everywhere else. We're not thinking about Jesus. When the last time have we thought about him? We're not thinking about him day in and day out. But he already has finished this thing for us. If only we would focus on him, we would have peace. It wouldn't bother us the way it used to that so many people are after us. It seems like it just won't work out for us. It will. Run the race with patience. Understand, now it's important to have knowledge understand that the devil is trying to get you understand that but don't allow that to separate you from God understand that God has promised to keep you Jesus made that prayer he said look I haven't lost any of them the only one that was lost was Judas and that's the one that betrayed he said, I haven't lost any of them because God is able to keep you. So I thank God for his protection. I thank God that he's placed a hedge around me. I, that doesn't mean nothing in the world will happen to me. Nothing bad will happen to me. But I have confidence in God to keep me. I have confidence in him to continue to provide for me because I'm not able to do it for myself.
I understand the devil wants to sift me. I get it. But he's already lost. So that gives me hope. That gives me confidence. Because it's not of my own power. It's God's power. He's no match for God. He's no match. So don't think it's strange. Because someone is against you for no reason whatsoever. Continue trying to do God's work. Continue trying to love in a world full of hate. Continue doing everything God told you and he's going to do what he promised. He said his race was set. You're going to be victorious. So I thank God for you guys uh, for tuning in. Those who will tune in later um, via the podcast. I thank God for you guys as well. Um, you know, everyone who makes this thing possible, uh, you know, Melvin, you got everyone, you know, uh, who plays any role whatsoever in this thing, because we're all important to God. Uh, no one person is better than the next. You know, if only we actually lived by these things, the world we live in would be a much better place. But not everyone is going to live this life. But I know God has someone out there who is willing. So I thank God for those who are willing to do what he said. So at this time, I will turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. God bless you guys. Thank you. Um, it was, a, as always, a great message. And I hope each and every single one of you guys got something from that. I see we have a comment from Alexandria from the beginning. Um, he said he sure doesn't. Talking about the devil. Um Tony had mentioned that the devil doesn't like you and he, he wants everybody to go to hell, not just a certain race or a certain gender or a certain anything. But um, the comment says he sure doesn't. Satan doesn't like me and nothing attached to me, but I plead the blood of Jesus and keep on going. And, you know, that's what we have to do. Um, Tony brought up earlier. He said he can speak for himself and I can definitely speak for myself as well when it comes to being bullied or getting bullied all throughout school. I've been bullied so much where I can't even remember all of the occurrences, you know, and especially in the area that I, I grew up, it always seemed like people were against you for no reason. You couldn't even really go outside and play basketball, ride your bike without somebody trying to steal your stuff for, for nothing, for laughs. And, you know, I was just talking to my wife the other night about people getting bullied. I mean, what is it for to get a good laugh? I mean, you don't know what that person is going through when they're at home. You know, usually bullying takes place, uh, you know, on the playground at school, elementary, junior high, high school. You don't know what in the world that that person has going on and at home you know that's what leads to a lot of these school shootings and suicides all for people to you know get a good laugh you know it's not worth it <laughs> it's definitely not worth it but what i realize now and what i didn't realize back then is it wasn't them it was who was inside of them you know tony brought up earlier what said in job chapter one we read earlier, it said the devil was walking in the earth, in the earth. And that reminded me um, a message I was listening to a couple of weeks ago. Um, a preacher said he mentioned this very same verse and um, he brought up another verse and it says from dust we came from and from dust we will go back to. 
So we are the earth and the devil is when it says he's walking in the earth, that means he's walking from this person to that person to that person trying to see whom he can devour. And for the majority of people on earth, the majority is going to be devoured. So I, 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 I think about that now. And while I didn't have that knowledge back then, I thank God that I have it now. If somebody wants to talk about me, you know, so be it. I hope you get a good laugh. It's not going to get to me the way that it used to so many years ago. So I, I, I'm, I'm just grateful for growth and for patience because I've definitely had trouble with patience and sometimes will still find myself losing patience too quickly. But I always have to stop myself and, you know, ask, what am I doing? You know, didn't I say I wasn't going to do that anymore? So by the grace of God, you know, I still continue to get better every storm. I have to keep reminding myself that there is joy in the midst of this storm and that this too shall pass. It won't last forever. So just like the people, you know, that were bullying me, that were bullying Tony, that were bullying anybody, that wasn't them. That was the person in them seeing if they could devour them, trying to separate them from God, because Jesus promised us all these things, all these things with persecution. So you're going to get persecuted. People are going to talk about you. That, that's inevitable. But we also have to think that Jesus went through the same thing. They were mocking him when he was on the cross. They say, you saved so many other people and you can't even save yourself. So he had to go through it as well. He had to endure it. And so do we now. But the devil, his only goal is to get us to stop believing in God, stop listening to God, stop listening to God and stop obeying him. And one thing he's gotten a lot of us on is our baptism you know we haven't mentioned it in, mentioned it in a while but getting baptized in jesus name getting filled with the gift of the holy ghost those are necessities the foundation the beginning of the gospel and we definitely need to take heed to that so i'm gonna leave it right there um casey says love y'all man god bless we love you too brother thank you casey. for joining in and Marcus says, great knowledge received today. Thank you, guys. And we thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much. Yes, I see we don't have any other comments, so I'm going to leave. I it. do have one more thing. Sorry. Oh, you good? Go ahead. Uh, I was thinking when you were talking uh, something, uh, I don't even remember exactly what it was you said that triggered this, but uh, I think it was when you talked about the dust uh, and, and the devil walking in us because we're, we're earth. Uh, we have to be so careful about who we call our friends because we don't recognize we look at them as our friend uh in one place jesus called uh, especially people in this manner wolves in sheep clothing looks like something harmless but really uh, is nothing but danger you know, we call so many of our friends friend, so many people friends, but some of these same people are doing things to tear us away from God. You know, I thought about how growing up, you have, uh, I would go and play with certain people. We go up, I go up the street, play basketball with them, but even while I'm there, they're picking on me. They want to fight me. They want to hit me. But I still kept going. As a young child, uh, you go up the road, play with uh, people, play with some of your friends up the road. They take your stuff. 
you go home without some of the stuff you came up there with. <laughs> These are the type of things that happen, but still, I was calling them friends. They weren't my friends. They were not my friends. But we're the same way today. A lot of people we're treating as friends, they mean us no good. Some of them we say, that's my boyfriend, that's my girlfriend, mean us no good. Uh, just whoever, it's family sometimes, mean us no good. You can tell people, you say, yeah, there's some things that's been bothering me, it's been on my mind heavy, and you want to come and talk to them uh, in hopes that they wouldn't go around and tell everybody what you told and they, as soon as they're done talking to you, Melvin, you ain't going to believe what I heard. Let me tell you this. Soon as you're done talking, and then you're trying to figure out, now how did this information get out here? It's all over social media. How, how, how did people find out about this? I only told so-and-so. You know, there's so many things. There's so many ways that the devil is fighting us and we play into it at times when we continue uh, to associate with people who allow the devil to use them if the devil is using a certain person I need to stay away from him I need to stay away from him I remember I was talking to a guy man got so upset I, I was talking to him about God got so upset I started getting watery with tears. I said, you know what? Hey, I won't say nothing else to you. I'll leave you alone. Because I understood what was happening there. I've, I've been talking to people before. Man started yelling out. Screaming. Like, man, I'm just talking to you about God here. You have to know when to leave certain people alone. Because the devil is still working. But uh, that's that's all I want to say. I, I give it back to you, man. <laughs> that's so true. You definitely do have to watch who you call your friends. I can remember um, instances as well. Um, and this kind of was kind of like dumb on my end. But I used to leave all of my toys out on the porch, you know, thinking that everybody's friendly and nobody's going to take anything. You know, being young and naive as I was. And um, my dad, you know, came back and told me, hey, you know, the person down the street, you know, guy you play with every day. I called him trying to steal some of your things. He came on the porch, took some things and walking down the street. And then I, I called him out on it and then he just dropped it and kept on going. You know, there's the people that we call our day ones, as we like to say, ride or die. We definitely have to watch who we associate ourselves with and who we listen to as well, because um, the saying we are a product of our environment can definitely hold true. So I uh, see we don't have any more comments, so we're really going to end it right there. We thank you guys so much for tuning in week in and week out to hear what thus says, says the Lord. Um, it's definitely an enjoyable experience to get in front of the camera and behind the mics tend to preach, teach God's word. So I'm going to end it right there. Um, my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're still going strong, and we would love to have each and every single one of you guys join. Some of our live stream viewers have actually 
doing and I believe they are enjoying it. So that is our goal, just to spread the word of God. So rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Counted all joy, counted all joy. And again, for the people in the pack, counted joy again. So through the grace of God, and if he blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. You have you guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always.